of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. On Lincoln Live today, a conversation with Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Neil. Let's start with the subject of uh, medical marijuana. Earlier this month, you were standing there with Governor Ricketts, former Husker head football coach, and other officials, by the way, Tom Osborne, the former Husker head football coach, and others to oppose legislation allowing medical marijuana into Nebraska through the legislature or through other means, and that means would be the petition effort. You also recognized in 2020 that language on a successful petition drive that managed more than 196,000 signatures to legalize medical marijuana violated the state's single subject rule. Had it not been for the Supreme Court striking that down, it's possible that Nebraska would have become the 36th state to have a medical marijuana program if it had appeared on the November ballot. So let's fast forward to today. Petitions have already been printed. Infrastructure is in place to launch a single sentence petition drive for 2022 if medical marijuana doesn't pass the legislature this year. That single sentence reads, persons in the state of Nebraska shall have the right to cannabis in all forms for medical purposes. From a law enforcement standpoint, what are the troubles that you see coming if Nebraska voters do approve medical marijuana? Well, I think the first thing to remember is there's no such thing as medicinal marijuana. It's uh, marijuana is marijuana is marijuana. And so uh, there's really no such thing as, as medicinal marijuana. Secondly, every state that has recreational marijuana started off with recre- with medicinal marijuana. And it's, it's simply a way to uh, get the, the camel's nose under the tent, um, if you would, and um, and to desensitize the rest of the public uh, toward uh, toward marijuana. So, um, you know, Colorado has taught us a number of things about their medical marijuana usage, uh, and uh, the people that use them were predominantly males between 21 and 34 years of age, and and their chief complaint was chronic pain. And, um, and you know, a very few, a handful of doctors were issuing uh, medical marijuana certificates. So it really was a, a, a sham. I mean, uh, there weren't a lot of people who, uh, you know, who weren't doing it for other reasons other than uh, just uh, to get high. So. And then you have the issue of the uh, the gray market, if you would, and that's the uh, the marijuana that goes out the back door. Um, in a lot of cases, a lot of states, Oregon, for example, uh, caregivers in for medicinal marijuana are allowed to grow six plants. Well, back in the day, six plants would equal about six pounds of marijuana. Now, with the advances in uh, in botany and so forth. Their plants are like trees, and they're producing about 10 pounds. So now you have 10 times the amount of marijuana, and um, it can't possibly be used by by one person in one year. And so it's being sold and and transported to to other states. So um, yeah, there's lots of issues with that, and it, it uh, you know I I would venture to say the last uh, 
three or four homicides, excluding this weekend in, in Nebraska and Lincoln, uh, have been marijuana related. They're uh, people that go to, to buy marijuana and either rob the, rob the seller and or kill them. Um, and so um, it's uh, not without its uh, number of problems. Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner with me today on Lincoln Live. Last month, we talked about the guy who was seen on security video kicking his dog and, and throwing it into his pickup uh, in an East Lincoln business parking lot and the, the public interest that came from that. This month, a suitcase full of kittens found in the ditch near Air Park, and that had people not only scratching their heads but making phone calls to the Capital Humane Society. How can they get a hold of those uh, little kittens? And, and then we ask ourselves, how could somebody be so cruel? So first, what happened to the kittens? And two, what about any charges coming from the person or people who threw out the suitcase? We haven't been able to identify who threw out that suitcase. I mean, we actually uh, fingerprinted the suitcase to try to determine if we could identify who that might be. Um, and I, I actually have not talked with uh, the Humane Society to see uh, what the fate of those kittens. I think that they were all placed in, in foster-type situations where uh, there was a mother cat who could uh, care for uh, these newborns because they were very young um, and they needed feeding every couple of hours. And, and so I think that there were, there were generous people who took those kitties in uh, to, to try to help them survive. So I don't know their fate at this point. If a car had ran over that suitcase, oh my gosh, it, what a terrible thing to do. On to another subject. A couple of Missouri men are headed to prison for having drugs and guns in a car stopped by deputies in September of 2019. One of those men, 30-year-old Drake Banks, was sentenced earlier this month, and that's why I bring it up. Uh, because in addition to uh, the drugs, uh, meth and marijuana, they had seven firearms. Two of the four pistols were loaded. And I get hauling drugs for money, Terry, but uh, why do drug runners have so many guns? Do they sell them? Do they run guns along with running drugs? Well, as, I, as we talked about earlier in this conversation about uh, the violent crime associated with marijuana, um, some, sometimes uh, the drug runners are carrying guns for their own protection um, because they're either hauling large amounts of cash to purchase marijuana elsewhere or they're hauling large amounts of marijuana that uh, and they feel the need to protect themselves. So that's part of it. Uh, these guys were from St. Louis, and uh, we believe those guns were going to be sold in the St. Louis area. And so uh, it's just part of the criminal enterprise that they're involved in, selling drugs, selling guns. That's just that's just their life. And so uh, these, these two guys are, um, you know, we overheard them on the in-car video, you know, plotting to uh, uh, steal the patrol car and or uh, disarm the officer who searched their vehicle and shoot him. So uh, they, you know, they knew that they were going to be going to jail and were contemplating using pretty violent means to try to try to get out of that. Is gun running a thing in the 21st century? Well, it is. It may not be. Uh, it may not be the volume of guns in each individual time, but you look at all of the guns that were stolen years ago from Shields, mm -hmm. and those have turned up in a number of different states. Um, and so that was, you know, those guns were taken someplace and then distributed out. Uh, and it, they might have only gone out at two or three at a time. 
But uh, yeah, gun running is still a big deal. Stealing guns and then selling them um, is it, still still quite an enterprise with uh, some of the criminals. And while we're still on the subject of drugs, uh, mushrooms used to be a thing back in the 70s, around the time that LSD was available. People would grow mushrooms, buy mushrooms, along with marijuana. But recently, a Lincoln man was found growing his own mushrooms. I find that odd, a drug of well, choice you know, to grow. I, in my memory, I, I can't remember a, a mushroom grow operation. Um, we do see quite a few seizures of psilocybin mushrooms, you know, about the same frequency as we see LSD seizures. Um, there still are people who use those drugs, um, and they're um, hallucinogens, you know, psychedelic drugs. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen a, a, a mushroom grow operation mm. for, for some time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you have to go back to the 70s for that. Uh, about two months away from Memorial Day, Terry. Memorial Day is coming up. Time to plan for law enforcement presence at uh, area lakes and recreation areas. Here it comes. It'll be here before we know it. Um, and it's, you know, we work very closely with the State Patrol and Game of Parks Commission officers uh, to try to keep those uh, area lakes uh, safe and a pleasant place for families to gather. And, uh, you know, they become large cities. Uh, in themselves, I mean, uh, Branch Oak Lake will have many thousands of people there camping and enjoying the uh, the outdoors, and and with that many people, you'll have a certain amount of of conflict and problems, and and uh, you know we're available for that, and as are the other agencies. But yeah, we'll just have to see. I, Memorial Day is traditionally that kickoff mm-hmm. of the of the summer season, and so we'll uh, we'll be prepared for that. Terry, you, you you and I have been doing this long enough to remember when alcohol was not allowed in parks, then it was allowed, and then came the talk that, oh my gosh, the, we're, we're going to have cans and bottles and and drunks running around on the shores of parks, and that really didn't happen, did it? No, it, uh, you know, the, I, I, and I was uh, pretty vocal against uh, allowing alcohol in the uh, state parks because we had seen... You know, you talked about it was illegal, then it was legal, uh, then it was illegal, um, and and now there's a limited uh, legal, you know, in parking lots, and you know, there, it's pretty, it's much more tightly controlled now than it was before, and so the way the law reads now, it when we have a problem, and it's alcohol oriented, uh, we're still able to take some law enforcement action, and. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, 10 p.m. is the cutoff for alcohol consumption. So there are some some hooks in there that we can use uh, should should excessive alcohol consumption be a problem. And uh, so it hasn't it hasn't been the huge issue that, that I thought, it, frankly, I thought it would be. Well, the exception would be the cove or a, a, a dock area around Branch Stoke. That was a party spot. And yes, you, you yep. blocked it off, didn't you? Yeah, uh, Game Parks ended up blocking that parking lot off because uh, that area, Party Cove, uh, really got to be kind of a problem. So, yeah, every now and again, you'll you'll have something like that uh, crop up. But we're, you know, with with the Game Parks officers, we identify those problem areas and then try to deal with them so they don't get too far out of hand. Well, Terry, it's always good catching up with you. Thank you much, and uh, let's take advantage of warmer weather. We'll talk in a month. <laughs> 
You'll be out on that motorcycle, won't you? I sure will. I'm thinking about it a lot. Okay. Thanks, Terry. Lancaster County Thanks, Terry, Terry Wagner it. joining me on Lincoln Live.